0: Welcome to the Festive Success Show. Your host is Queen Choma. I am an international motivational speaker, a TV presenter, a PR and media coach. I'm on a mission right now to help you with this podcast show, to achieve your amazing goals, your dreams and your aspirations in a bigger and more profound way than ever before. The Festive Success Show is designed to help you to push for more success. I am here to teach you amazing PR and media strategies, success strategies, and ideas for you stepping into greatness. You are going to be inspired by my powerful, inspirational, and fabulous guests. I will be interviewing celebrities, Influencers, YouTube stars, entrepreneurs, author speakers, TV presenters, actresses, models, beauty queens you name it. The Festive Success Show is a show for you to cling to, a show for you to listen to and keep coming back to because it's going to change the way you see life and the way you reach for your dreams.
1: Are you ready? Okay. Cold time.
0: We're back right now with another fabulous episode of the Festive Success Show. Thank you for being here, lovelies. I'm so delighted to hang out with you. And you're not just going to be hanging out with me because I am going to be interviewing an amazing entrepreneur that is going to be sharing her story, her best business tips, and fabulous ideas for you having a transformational coaching business. Her name is called Lindsay Milani. She is based in the USA, North Dakota, and she is a transformational business coach. She has a podcast, which is an amazing one, called Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. Many of you might remember that I was recently interviewed on Lindsay's fabulous podcast show, so make sure you check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. She's a wife and a mother of three beautiful children. Lindsay recently also signed up to work with me, so I'm so excited that we are now working together. She is on a mission to help business coaches all over the world. She's here right now to give you those business strategies. So get ready, take some notes, be locked in here. Thank you so
1: much for being here, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Queen, for having me. I've been looking forward to this.
0: I have so much to ask you and I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. You are so amazing. I love what you're doing online. So it's just an honor to interview you today.
1: Yes, I I love talking with um, people that I've known. I've known you for a while, Queen, and it's been exciting to interview you on my podcast and I'm excited to be on yours and answer any questions that you might have and just get to know your audience a little bit more and help them grow their coaching businesses as well. Oh, thank
0: you so much. Yes, I've loved knowing you and I've loved seeing everything you're doing and I can't wait for everyone to hear the podcast episode. So the first question I'd love to ask you is what was the big defining moment in your business or in your life, should I say, that actually made you decide to launch this transformational coaching business? What happened
1: that brought you to this place today? Well, I remember something really clearly happening uh, about nine years ago when I first started my coaching business. This wasn't exactly what it is now, but for some reason, I just felt really called to do more. And Mm. I remember I only had one kid at the time. So I felt like after I laid him down for his afternoon nap that, And I was done working because I do work a full-time job from home. I still do. And I remember laying him down for his nap and coming downstairs and thinking, okay, well, my house is clean. You know, your house doesn't get too dirty with a baby (laughs) and just one, especially. And then I was done with work for the day and it was early afternoon. And I thought, what am I supposed to do? I don't like, I feel like I could do more, but I don't know. Like I just felt a little lost Mm -hmm. and you know, being a mom is great. it's amazing it's your It's my calling, but I think that I had another calling as well, and I felt really guilty for feeling like I wanted to do more because a lot of times mm-hmm. we're kind of raised to think like you should be a mom and you should be a wife and do this and that. And I thought, I kind of want a little bit more here. And so I just kind of went with mm-hmm. it, and I had started a health coaching business because I had lost ninety pounds after having him wow. And I felt that that was a really powerful result and I wanted to help other women. So I just went with it. I had no idea where it would end up. I had no clue, but I knew that this was something like I was just getting like a little, a little light in the dark. And I thought, I'm just going to follow it and see where it takes me. And I remember talking to my very first coach nine years ago. I remember where I was standing in my house, and I remember her asking me the same question: like, why did you? What's her why? Why are you doing this? And I said, because I want to prove to my kid and future kids, and now I have two two girls and one boy, and I I want to prove to them that if they feel the the calling to do something that really makes them excited, is the first thing they think of when they wake up in the morning, and the last thing they think of when they go to bed in a positive way, if they feel that pull just to follow it and trust that you're going somewhere really amazing. And I remember telling her like, I just feel this and I'm just going to go with it. I trust you to help me on this journey. And I just, you know, I I remember feeling like weird to say that I feel called to do something because I, I wasn't in, in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just had complete trust. And I really really, really, really want my kids to feel that way too. I don't want them to feel like they have to do this black and white plan that everyone else might tell them to do. And Mm. I think having that entrepreneur spirit is such a beautiful gift and just to follow it. And you can, even if you have a full-time job, you have a family, you have all these other priorities, you can fit it in.
0: That is so wonderful. I really love what you said about really giving your kids this gift as well. I mean, helping them to understand that they can do anything and of course, if they see you know, their wonderful mother going for her dreams, then they're going to be like, wow, I can do this too. So I really love what you're saying, following that feel good, feeling that calling and just knowing that if you go to bed at night thinking about it and waking up thinking about it, then of course, this is definitely a good sign. So I really thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I guess the next question I would love to ask you is, What has been the toughest moment in regards to those early stages of building your business while you were actually managing your company as well in
1: terms of the health coaching business, Mm -hmm. also the full-time job? Great question. Sometimes I ask myself that as well. And it wasn't easy when I first started. We didn't have Instagram when I first started. We we had (laughs) less to play with. Mm Mm-hmm things were different. So we didn't have these like big coaches that we could reach out to that would help us on the business side. I was in like a health coaching section of this world and I thought that if I worked on my business every single free moment that I had that something would happen. If I worked really hard, then I would have an exploding business. And it was really difficult for the first 4 years because I was working every free moment that I had. I was working late. I was getting up early. I I was constantly doing things that weren't necessarily pushing my business forward. I was like throwing spaghetti at the wall. That's a saying that I we have... Throw all the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, I was doing (laughs) my health coaching business, which evolved into after a few years into just the business side, but I had that going. I had an online magazine. I was freelancing. I was just doing so many things because I was trying to make it work because I thought I have so many years of doing this. I can't let this fail now. So I was just Mm. trying so much so much and it was starting to take a toll on on me and i wasn't clear with what i did if somebody walked up to me and asked me what i did i'd have to like pick from my many business cards that i had in my in my in my mind like oh yeah i can <laughs> i can make websites and i can do this i was designing cookbook covers book covers for authors like i was doing so wow. much because i just i knew that there was something so i just kept trying and then my breakthrough moment was cutting off all of that clutter, all of those extra things that might have been making me money, but it wasn't serving me and my ultimate goal, spending time with my family. It was taking me away from my family because I was always having to do things for other people. And that's not why I started this. And so I, I just had to cut the strings off from everything else and decide, have that moment with myself. Okay, what is it that I really want? And then take a look at what I'm doing and if those things weren't lined up with my ultimate dream, then they were going to have to go. And mm. simplifying and cutting off all that noise, that extra, everything that I was doing that pushed my business forward fast and really in a strong way. That's amazing. I love everything you've said. I, I knew that there was something bigger, and mm-hmm. you know what I do now was something that had been brewing in my mind that whole time. But I was I was afraid. I was afraid to go big with my business. So I kept playing small. And that's that's really what holds all coaches, entrepreneurs back is by playing small because it's, it's safe to play small. It's safe to do those small little things. It's safe to have these little tiny programs out there and these little eBooks. And it's safe to do that because there's not much skin in the game on our part. There's not much energy that we have to put in to sell these things, to launch these things. But then when we decide to actually go big, that's scary, but it's mm-hmm. such a that's such a good sign. We're kind of brought up to feel like those nervous feelings, those scary feelings. We should we should uh, hold ourselves back from those. But mm-hmm. I like to look at it in a different way. When you feel like this is going to be really uncomfortable, but I'm kind of excited about it. That feeling, that good nervous, the butterflies and the tummy feeling, that is a really good sign that you should move forward with something like that. So whether it's you know you enrolling in a program or working with a coach, if you're really excited about it, but it's a little bit scary and uncomfortable for you, that's actually a sign from the universe that you need to go into that space because this is what's gonna take you to the next level. I love to use the analogy of you're climbing a staircase, you've been climbing Timing it for so long, you're starting to get tired, and all of a sudden, this landing pops up in front of you, and you have a choice: you can keep going, or you can just stay where you are, and your business will literally stay that way. You always have a choice; you're always going to be able to make a turn and go up. But it's like mm-hmm. our inspired action that's going to take us there,
0: right? Exactly. Yes, yes, I love that. Our inspired action is going to take us there. I agree. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question I would love to ask you is in reference to the coaching clients that you serve, helping them to book dream clients, what would you say is the definition of
1: a dream client? Oh yeah, the, the the definition of a dream client is the a client that feels like a best friend immediately when you, even when you get on the discovery call, if you can kind of feel their energy, I can feel people's energy really well, even just over Zoom, um, because I can, dream clients are people who you, wake up in the morning again it's like the feelings you have in the morning are so powerful cuz you're you're starting with a blank slate so you're really excited to to meet with them, you're always brainstorming for them or strategizing. You love it when they email you message you however you communicate with them. And their vision is in is in line with what yours was as well. They're on the same path as you, but you're just five to ten steps ahead of them. They're not like way over in this other world. Everything you guys do together is completely unaligned. They're on, they want to be where you are. That's your dream client. They want to be where you are. They trust the journey that you went on and that you're sharing with them. And they're just like here, they're here they're here for some hand holding and they they chose you. And that's really important yeah, is to yeah. the only way to get to that point is to, you know, niche down. Like they always say, you gotta niche down and I know that's scary. But by you being really specific with who you serve and how you serve them, those will automatically bring in your dream clients without you having to try. You don't have to be the Walmart of coaching businesses. You don't have to like, I can help everybody do everything. That was one of my big mistakes back in four or five years ago is I was trying to help everybody. So I didn't have a definition of my dream client. I was just trying to help women start their online businesses, which is way too broad. So once I decided to niche down into, I'm going to help female coaches started and scale their coaching businesses, that's when everything started to come together. When I got clear, and yes, your, your market's going to you know, narrow down, which is good because the, it's, it's about the, the quality, not the quantity.
0: Definitely. I mean, I really believe in what you're saying. Having that definition in regards to your dream client is and knowing who you want to serve is definitely golden.
1: Yeah. And it's going to be powerful in your messaging and your website Mm -hmm. and the things you everything. It's all going to line up with your direct vision. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Okay. So another question I really would love to ask you is around being seen and visibility. Because I definitely know that you have like a great following on Instagram and you're visible with your Facebook group. You're just putting yourself out there. I'm interrupting the show quickly just to remind you to remember to rate the show five stars and leave a raving review if you are loving this show. Your support means the world. Where do you feel... That you have hanged out the most—that's actually made the biggest shift and the biggest transformation in your business out of every platform on social media.
1: Mm, that's a great question. Instagram is my favorite place, and I know for a fact that I've gotten a lot of students and clients through just Instagram. Um, because right now it works so well for us because we can have that polished feed where we're, you know, showing up. You know, every day we're being consistent, but then we can go on stories and we can kind of show the real behind the scenes of what our life looks like. Uh, what we're doing today with our clients or our podcast or whatever. And then that allows an even deeper connection. It's not just some stock photo or some graphic. It's actually me sitting in my office. It's being consistent. It's them hearing my voice, seeing my face, and just getting that that real connection. We can't get any closer to them, right? We, we, unless we go to their house. (laughs) So (laughs) I've I've had um, lots of clients who have come in because they've seen an IGTV video, um, an IGTV video that like I decided just to quick throw together and put out there. A lot of my stuff that I do is very random and intuitive. So if I think that this needs to be put out there I really don't care if it's not in timing with whatever or you know how some people get just too stuck in their calendars Mm. I'm just going to put it out there because I feel like somebody needs to hear it Mm. and that's how I always have run my business if something comes to me I'm going to put it out there and because I know someone needs to hear it somebody is going to get something from it and that's created a lot of deep connections Um, and then like you said my Facebook group a lot of them will come over into there and we develop relationships through there as well well. But Instagram has definitely been a place for me to get to know clients and students. And I really teach that in my program because that's where a lot of coaches are going to find their clients. Mm -hmm. Because the majority Mm -hmm. of my coaches, their um, network of people are hanging out there. So we need to be present where our people are instead of you know, hanging out on, let's say, um, on your Facebook page and putting all this energy on your Facebook page when Facebook isn't even pushing it out there, why don't you go somewhere where your people are actually paying attention? They're probably hanging out on stories. That's where their everyone's habits are right now. So that's where you need to show up. So many people wonder why people don't don't hear them or don't come over to their website is because they're not showing up where their people are. It's like being in your house and sitting in your office, delivering all this amazing content and everyone's in the kitchen and nobody even knows you exist because you're comfortable with sitting in your office. Even if it makes you uncomfortable to show up on an Instagram story every day or even every other day, just do it because it's going to show you in a different way. It's more raw and it's real. I think actually making people stop And oh, here she is. This is what she looks like. This is what she sounds like. That's what breaks that white noise. And I think that's where we need to be hanging out on.
0: Definitely. Most
1: certainly you've said it really beautifully. If we are
0: clever enough to sort of observe where our clients are hanging out, like you said, then we are definitely, or not even clients, but ideal clients as well. And and, and our audience, then of course, we're going to really be able to connect with them in a more powerful way. But like you said, Facebook is wonderful, but like on the fan page for me, even though I have like over 3000 fans, typically I don't have the same engagement, you know, like, yes, there's lovely likes and comments sometimes, but I just love like what you said about Instagram stories. Cause I feel like this is the place that everybody is just hanging out and people are really loving IGTV too. So mm-hmm. I do love the fact that you mentioned IGTV before as well, because I know that it's just grown so much and um, people are just looking for that connection.
1: Yeah, they're absolutely looking for connection. And, you know, if we're going to play on a free platform that we are given by, you know, this giant social media, Facebook, they gave us Instagram. So we have to really pay attention, not only to where our potential clients are hanging out on, but what the actual platform wants us to do. So playing by their rules. I mean, if you just pay attention just a little bit, you can kind of see that they they're always updating stories, right? They're always giving us new little features. And that's because they want, that's where they want us to play. They want us to use filters. They want us to mention people and use the hashtag. So if you look at what they're updating, that's where they want us to hang out on. Like they just made an IGTV update within the last few weeks. So making IGTV videos playing their rules makes them happy. (laughs) It's kind of weird to say that, but it's true. Mm -hmm. If you do the things that they want us to do, they're going to put us out there more. Most certainly. Most certainly. Another question I would love
0: to ask is in regards to your inspiration, because I know we all have a inspiration or many inspirational figures. I know that we all have had that one person or those few people that have actually made us think, wow, if you can do it, I can do it. So I would love to know who has inspired you to achieve your dreams. Maybe someone that's been your, in a way, like a celebrity twin, where it's like, you're just like the person, you act like them, or whether it's an entrepreneurial twin, you're just like them, but the next level version of you, or maybe you in five years. Mm -hmm. And um, in some ways, I always think of like J-Lo in that, in regards to myself, not that we look anything alike, but in the sense of like this determination to succeed, the ambition, the passion, creativity. And obviously mine is in my own way and hers is in her own way. But like, I always feel like, wow, like if, if I can just keep being determined like her, like I'm going to like keep doing great things. And so do you have someone like that for you that has kept you going?
1: Yeah, I, I don't really pay attention to anyone like celebrity wise, but I had amazing coaches that I've looked up to. Like, for example, last year, I got to work with James Wedmore for a whole year. And when I first started my business, I was following him on YouTube. And I was like, he was a celebrity in my eyes. And yeah. I remember seeing him all the time and thinking, wow, it would be amazing to, to be like at an event where he was speaking. And then I got to work with him for a year. So that was like such a huge step for me in my business and just really up leveled how I thought about myself and my business. And then having him know what I do and, and getting his, his teachings are amazing. Oh, he's amazing. Everyone knows who Mm -hmm. James is. And that was that was really cool. And all my coaches that I've worked with, I've always made sure I've worked with a coach because I believe that if you don't surround yourself with a coach or whether you're in a group program with people who are five to 10 steps ahead of you, you're kind of going to get lost in the shuffle because I feel like it's um, that game, that leapfrog game we would play when we were little. People can just hop right over you and you'll be left in the back because you decided to not surround yourself with people who inspire you and who can lift you up and who can educate you and guide you to where you want to be. Those coaches are like celebrities in my eyes. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. I
0: remember James Wedmore back when I was like, sort of like more sort of new on YouTube. I used to always think he's like this video marketing pro or this genius when it comes to video. And it's so interesting. He's really one of the first ones out there that was really doing it in a big way. So Mm -hmm. you have definitely, you know, been working with such an amazing powerful celebrity entrepreneur for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this leads to my next question, because you mentioned something about people overtaking in a way. What do you think that PR and media has done in your life And do you feel that it's an important role to play in the lives of entrepreneurs? Like, do they have to be in the media to some degree so that they don't end up being overtaken by, you know, their clients or prospect clients, or whether it be their even their their audience, because like you said, we kind of live in a generation where People are moving forwards. And of course, we do need to have great coaches and mentors. But if we don't have that like visibility beyond social media, social media is great, but beyond social media, we could get left behind. And so what do you think is your view on it?
1: Okay, so I remember this topic feeling like really nervous to me because it's so comfortable to stay in your own world, to stay on your own podcast, to, Mm -hmm. you know, not do guest posts or whatever. So in my world, the idea of PR is, you know, showing up on other people's platforms Mm -hmm. to open yourself up to their audiences, which is kind of scary. And it's so important to do things like that because, you know, just me being on your podcast or you being on my Mm -hmm. podcast, that introduces you to a whole new audience, not only on the podcast, but if, we, if you put them on your email list and then they're on your website, it just opens up all those different doors, which is really important when we're trying to be bigger. And so many times we think we're so focused on like social media numbers and we forget about all these other avenues that can draw people in. So if you have a Facebook group, then people will find you after they hear you on a podcast. They're going to go look for you and they're going to find all of your little places where you kind of, you know, set up set up your house, right? You have your Facebook group, your Instagram, they're going to go find you and you didn't have to pay for marketing for them to go and find you. You didn't have to pay for marketing for them to get on your email list because you just showed up. You, instead of investing money, you invested your time and your, your knowledge and all of those things. So doing those things is, I think it's, you know, compared to now and a year ago, it's a little bit easier to get on other people's podcasts. So doing something like that is really important just to show up in different ways. And then it's, it's always nice to, for other people to ask you questions about your business because you can kind of give a different, like you kind of stir things up a little bit. So people kind of get used to you saying these things on your own platforms, but when other people ask you questions, it just kind of gives it a new twist. And then it kind of perks people's ears, their attention is like, oh, okay, well, maybe I could do this. You inspire new people that you didn't have to really try to get into your corner. Does that make sense? Most certainly, definitely. And it kind of reminds me of like, when
0: I used to hear my teachers when I used to be in secondary school, and I used to be like, we get to a point where we're like, just not listening anymore. And you just think, whatever, like, who cares about this science equation like this? Like, I want to go home now. It's like nearly home time. But then they one day, like maybe a week later, bring in this like guest speaker. And all of a sudden you're like hanging on to every word they say. You're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then at the same time, you now have a newfound respect for the teacher because you're like, wow, I wasn't really Mm -hmm. listening to you sometimes when it was getting towards home time or whatever it would be. But now you've given me a newfound respect for you because you've brought in this amazing person and I'm thinking you're so cool now. And now I want to listen to what you're saying again. Right, so it kind of right. refreshes my, yeah. And I feel like that's how people feel about us when we go on these podcasts. podcast. Like even our own audience get bored and tired of hearing the same thing that we say over, over and over. But if we go mm-hmm. on a platform and someone's interviewing us, they're going to be like, wow, you you're really cool. Or if we interview someone, they're like, wow, you actually, how do you know these people? Or how is it that you're getting these opportunities? And then they start to think, well, then there must be something really amazing about you. And I didn't know if you were so great Mm -hmm. before, but now that you've Mm -hmm. been on, you know, now that you've written for Inc or now that you've been on, you know, that amazing podcast or now that you've shared your story on TV or whatever it would be, I kind of see you in a different dimension.
1: Yeah. It kind of pushes you out a little bit ahead of the crowd because we are, we are all in a sea of other people, you know, similar to us. So when we do other things that push us past our comfort zone, we're stepping out of the crowd a little bit more and we're a little bit more noticeable. Definitely.
0: Okay. So this really brings me to the next question I have, and I'm, I have two more for you. So I would love to find out what has been, what is your like sort of proven formula to attract in clients. So if you were to tell a new coach or a aspiring coach, do these three things and you'll have a fabulous dream client to work with this time next week or whether it be within a month, what would you say are those
1: three golden steps? Well, one of the first step is you know, I might be probably giving you like way more than three, but the first thing is you need to know your vision. So you need to have a direct vision. So I'll do bullet points underneath my step. (laughs) Have your direct vision, know who you're going to help and how you're going to help them and then create something that's going to wow them like that amazing free sample. Like you're walking around in a grocery store and somebody has like this little tiny taste of this your favorite dessert, but it looks a little bit different than what you normally have been eating and this looks really delicious. So you're going to go over there and you're going to have that free sample. What is that free sample going to be in regards to your business? So for my coaches, I'm going to tell them, okay, so you're going to create like, A checklist, a workbook, of a free class—something that they're going to say yes to. They're going to say yes. I need this right now because I need help. I've been looking for answers. This is exactly what I need. They're going to sign up for it. So that's the first Mm -hmm. step. You get them on your list by giving them something that they really need. Then they're going to be able to digest it. They're going to be able to digest that free sample, and it like, oh, okay, this was so good. I love it. I need more. Then they're going to. Here's one example. In step two, they're going to go into a funnel for, for just, um, something that you already set up. So they got the free sample and then they're like, okay, that free sample was really good. Wasn't it? So this is how I made the free sample. This is why I made it. And this is what you need to make the full recipe. Your their their end goal. And you're going to, you're showing them what they need to do. You're showing them why through like an email funnel. Mm. This is for the this is for the client who might take a little bit of time to make a decision. So they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna get to know this this girl, this recipe. See if I have what it takes to make this happen. And over the period of maybe like five to ten days, you're really warming them up and sharing your story and saying, you can do this. I know you can do it because I did it too. You're really um, affirming that for them over a, a short amount of time. And they're getting more familiar with you. They're starting to not only know who you are, but they're starting to like you and they're going to start trusting you because you're really warming them up. And then that call to action through those email funnels is for you to ask them to apply to work with you one-on-one. You're not giving them a link to your calendar. You're still making them go through a a nice application process. So you're not wasting time with tire kickers and people who have no plan to invest in you in the first place. You're Mm -hmm. giving them the chance to apply to work with you. When you get, when you do the application process, you're, you're, showing them that you're a high level coach you're saying i don't work with just anybody but I'm going to give you the opportunity to apply and maybe we can get on a free call together. So by them going through that whole email, email funnel, however you want to set it up, and then them saying, yes, I think this is something that I need. I'm going to see if I can get in with her. They're going to apply. You're going to get that email notification that you have an application in for a discovery call. You're going to make the decision of whether mm-hmm. yes or no, you're going to get on with them. And then boom, you're going to get on that call and then you're going to book your client all because they went through a really nice, easy flowing process that allowed them to see what you're about in a small way. It was delicious. They want more. They can trust that this is going to happen for them. And then you guys will be working together. Does that make sense? Totally. I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I guess I would love to do what I wanted to
1: ask you is how many emails do I need to send? How many do you think she needs to send? Is it like five to seven? Is it more like 21? Well, 21 seems really big for me. Um, but I want you to intuitively do your funnels and this is how you do it. And this is like something that I teach in my program, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. It's really, it's so different from how you've probably learned. So what you're going to do is you're going to schedule a task on your calendar every single day for just a daily task. And you're not going to say, I'm going to do this for five days or seven. You're just going to schedule a task. And every single day, you're going to write to your dream client in the form that the funnel is going to be in. So you're going to write them a letter and you're going to intuitively think, what do they need to hear with this email? And of course, you need to be strategic with it as well. And then you're going to carry out that that task every single day until you feel like that is good like there's nothing else that needs to be said i feel fully confident that this funnel is set up for me and you're going to complete writing it so sometimes that might end up being 3 days or 5 days 6 i don't it doesn't matter it's whatever you feel is going to carry that message for you when you actually set up that copy that email automation I think there's too many things out there where they're like, set up five emails and you'll get this and this. There's too, many, there's too much of that. Mm-hmm. And everything sounds the same. Mm-hmm. So why not just actually write to one person every single day? I love doing this strategy because then you don't sit and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to write an email funnel today. Like That's a huge task. Why don't you just write them a letter every single day and then keep it stored in a Google Doc. And once it's all done, then go in and load it as your email funnel. Does that make sense? Definitely. Most certainly. And I
0: love it. Like you said, into using your own like intuition and feeling, it feels good. It sounds good. It makes me feel like, oh great. The whole burden is lifted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I definitely think that anyone watching this right now, like if you're watching, or should I say listening, (laughs) (laughs) because we're not on video, but yeah, if you're listening right now, I'm sure that you are like, wow, that feels really good. And that sounds good. So definitely take these tips on board because Lindsay actually has a coaching program with like 70 amazing people in her signature program. So they're getting a lot of these amazing strategies, but of course I'm sure like it's more and more advanced and everything, but like to get this for free, something to take advantage of. So definitely take notes. (laughs) And, um, yes. So this leads me to my next question. And I guess this is like my, in a way more fun and lighthearted question. So you have three children, you lived on a farm, you live very close to your grandmother and your brother and different family members. And I just want to know, what do you really feel when you have all of these amazing people around you? And having come from that background of having like animals in your life and so on and so forth, do you feel that that love and that, those good feelings or that support
1: mm-hmm.
0: has that yeah. in your business in your life?
1: Yeah. It's something that I never really thought about until I had a lot of people at say make comments about how generous I am as a teacher, as a coach. And I really looked at my parents and the way that I was brought up. My parents um, were always very generous. They still are very generous. Same as my grandparents. I've just, I've I was brought up in a very big family. Like my grandpa has 14 brothers and sisters and we have a very oh, big extended family. Interesting, interesting. So, it's always been, you know, of a, a team effort. And like I, you know, said in my notes to you before the interview, I live within yes. blocks of like my entire family yes. in a, in a small town. And, you know, sometimes we take those things for granted, but that is how I was raised and I just intuitively use it as a tool in my business. I am not about you know, the money and the, these hardcore strategies. Mm. I'm about helping others. I'm about helping other women make an impact in their lives, because I believe that if I can make an impact in your life, whether it's through a podcast interview or working with you one-on-one, you're going to make an impact on somebody else. And then that ripple effect just keeps going and going and going. And that's what it's about. It's about the ripple effect and not about the dollar signs. And I think being raised on a farm, um, in a small town, it has something special to say about that. And it really, really does. And while you're in it, while you're when you're growing up, you're like, this couldn't be any more boring. <laughs> There's nothing ever <laughs> happening here. But you know what? There's nothing happening anywhere. You mm-hmm. make your life what you want. And I definitely have created the life that I want because I decided to throw that stone in the water and see what happens. And I think that I've created lots of ripple effects and that just lights me up. And I know that, you know, my family um, has been very supportive. My husband is a dream and I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for all of these people who have been, you know, in my life.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good to hear. And it's very wholesome as well. So Lindsay to wrap up, (laughs) I wanted to um, ask you this final question. I want to know, Lindsay, when you're just like ready to let your hair down and just be like, okay, you know, time to just like put down all the business books and time to put away the notes and
1: the spreadsheets and everything. What do you love to do to have fun with your family? Well, I, I love doing nothing at home. That's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. So usually like on Friday nights, most people are excited to leave the house. If I could just stay home forever, I would be happy. I'm a true homebody, mm-hmm. 100% introvert. I love being home so very much. And yeah. so when the kids are in bed and they're all clean and the rooms are clean, the house is all just nice and cozy. I love just like sitting around with my husband, watching something that we love to watch, like whether it's the office or sometimes we watch nerdy documentaries, just being at home with people who I love. That's fun for me. And then even like if he's gone or there's, you know, the kids are in school and I don't have to work. I love just sitting down and reading or journaling or listening to something that I enjoy. I just love doing things that bring me peace and Mm. um, make me feel more centered. That's really fun for me. And just doing things with, my family if it's, you know, right now in North Dakota in the winter, it's, it's not amazing to take the kids out. But when it's nice out, I love taking my kids out and doing things like they love to go shopping and just spending time together um, is really important. So... Very, very wholesome, fun themed ideas from Lindsay. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, definitely.
0: And it like you said, being centered. If it's going to make you centered, that means you're going to be the best coach. So if like we want to be more centered, we need to definitely listen to these tips. Because I love
1: the idea about being centered. Mm, It's so important because when you're off and you're not feeling you're way off to the side Mm -hmm. and you need to take care of other people, people who have invested in you, it's going to be really hard. Um, So I've always made that a priority to, I am the most important factor in this equation. I have to take care of myself and do things that bring me joy, listen to my body, what I want, Um, don't work at night. I know all my things, I know all the things that throw me off center. So I have to be very mindful of what I do, you know, just taking the time for myself is really important. And I encourage anybody who is in the business of serving others to make sure that you are taking care of yourself more than um, you think you probably think that you're doing. Um, You probably deserve more than you're doing for yourself now. So even just adding an extra minute to um, your day that you're doing something you enjoy or love, it's going to, make you feel more, your cup's going to be fuller the next day when you have to take care of all of the people who are waiting to hear from you.
0: Yes, yes. And yes, again, thank you so much, Lindsay. I'd love to know where everybody can
1: find you. Yeah, absolutely. So of course, Lindsay Maloney.com is going to show you all of the things. I have a whole resource page for you where you can find all of the freebies. I have over 50 freebies you can download in our freebie vault. If you want to join our Facebook community, you can go to dreamclientcommunity.com. You can find me on Instagram, Lindsay underscore Maloney, or you can come and listen to us on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Thank you for being such a wonderful guest on the show and for such a wholesome interview. I definitely believe that you've added so much value to the listeners right now. And um, as Lindsay said, make sure you do go and download some of those freebies and, and connect with her. All the details will be in the show notes so you can check her out there. Thank you so much, Lindsay, once again. And thank you to everyone watching. Or should I still keep saying watching? Are we watching? <laughs> thank you to everyone listening. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely check out my upcoming event coming up in London. And it's for women entrepreneurs and female coaches. It's a masterclass, a live event. I've hosted so many events and I'm looking forward to hosting this one. It's going to be live in the flesh. Let's meet up in the flesh and you'll learn all about PR and media, how to use it to elevate your brand and to attract interviews and to really create a bigger buzz around your brand and be more visible. Another thing that you might want to do is jump on a call with me. If you're interested in having a call with me, go to queenchamermedia.com forward slash strategy session, book in a call over there by filling in the form. And let's jump on a call and talk about how your business can be out there in a bigger way, how you can be on TV or radio, whatever it is you want, podcast interviews, magazine features. Let's jump on a call. Thank you for listening. Do share, do spread the word about the show. And I love you. God bless you all.